0: Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number eighty-one of the Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, my co-host, our worship this pastor, is what we're missing last week, the man who refuses to take the stairs because he thinks they're up to something. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. <laughs> Matt Collins. Matt, how are you today, sir?
1: <laughs> Those stairs are up to something after leg day. That's so. right.
0: Also joining us today, our lead pastor, the man who thought that joke was lame on so many levels.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: Adam, you got, it, you got one. I, eighty-one episodes
2: <laughs> in, I finally got. That one. Uh, I look at am that. even more so, than fantastic now. Wow, thank you. How does it feel? Yeah.
1: It wears off after a little while. No, yeah. I mean, know. honestly, I think
2: <laughs> we need to sit in this moment for a minute. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. very, I feel affirmed right now, it, so thank a you, It's step in the right direction. It is, thank you. Ah, step, I, oh uh, my God! Yeah. right, that's R- enough. Now we're going to stop.
1: See, then, this keeps going. Well, wow.
0: I was out for a week, so I, you know, that's I That's all you did was work on That's right, so I got the list up and going. Well, gentlemen, I was going last week. I missed you guys, but listen to the podcast, Enjoyed getting hear Matt Pilon on here with y'all. Finally fantastic. got some good content on the podcast <laughs> yeah. with Matt Pilon.
1: It's about time. I, That's and right. I, I said nothing. I just let them piling. Oh, You
2: did great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you drove well, the train. You. you didn't drive it I, off the track. You didn't drive it, it off with the with You the did pines? great, Matt. No, <laughs> you. I, I didn't really know what to do in that seat. So, oh, uh, yeah.
0: Sit, <laughs> sitting on this side of yeah, the I mean, yeah. I
2: love Matt and he did good, just, great content, but it's nice to have the three of us back together. lie, We missed you, Chad.
0: Well, I missed you guys, too. And we had a great time. Took the girls. Christian, I took the girls on a Disney cruise, which was fantastic. We sailed out in New Orleans took them to uh what cafe Dumont had the beignets nice. have you ever done that
1: you dude. haven't well no. he can't he can't oh yeah dude well <laughs> <laughs> uh well, they, they <laughs> were terrible y'all Don't got it. any gluten-free
2: stuff here they were look no, at no. you like yeah. what I'll kick you out so fast no they were good but no we,
0: we had a we had a good vacation it was nice to, to get out for a little bit but i missed you guys as well we getting to see you all. Yeah. yeah so how how was everybody's weekend what y'all what y'all get up to it was a pretty nice weekend yeah good yeah weather.
2: Well, Saturday morning was a little crazy, but other than that, oh yeah, yeah that's they, right, it, yeah, it
0: did rain pretty hard. Saturday oh morning. yeah,
2: it blew yeah. our umbrella through yeah. the yard. So that's the here, it did it it oh, oh, oh man, yeah, was fun wow. chasing, it. Yeah. but <laughs> yeah. but no, Saturday morning was top uh, ends. Yeah, the umbrella. it almost got to that point, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, but we we got we did a lot of work. Okay. A lot of work. You know, I mean, springtime, I mean, you got to keep hey. the property up, Chad. Make, you make know, hay the stuff while the sun's shining, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were doing a lot of <laughs> outdoor work, um, battling ants and all the other things that you have to battle. battle were, were they trying ants. to get it in the house? Uh, no, it's just, they have, I mean, it's like this every year, but okay. I think this year they took it to a different level. The they ant were beds getting in. are intense. Really? So, um, they're all over the place and I had this realization like if one of my boys falls in one of these while they're playing, (laughs) there's really no hope. I mean, mean, so like when you kick one of them,
1: they're all over the place. You're just going to carry them all. And I've got...
2: Oh, gosh. And at, least out, them, yeah. at least 20 of them. At least 20 of them. Really? Bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I have declared war on the ants. <laughs> so that's what I'm really trying to do these okay. days. Yeah. So but but fighting the ants off? They've got an underground network that I'm sh- pretty sure is global. Because you can get rid of these things. <laughs> and then, you know, when I say get rid of these things, like you kill off the ants, the big pile of dirt's there. Now you got to rake it and kind of right, get out right, of the right. way. <laughs> and, and and then like a week later, boom, there they are. Yeah. Like 10 yeah. yards further in the yard. So right. like it's all connected underground. You know, huh. ants in your yard could be in my Yard next week, and you know, I don't <laughs> know how like, they do it, it. <laughs> but they do it, so uh, that's what I've been spending my time with these days. Killing it's
0: it. like the, the Ant Illuminati, they're just yeah, uh, they're they're like, showing up it, everywhere, it, right? It, yeah, yeah. So be,
2: I'm not sure what the good Lord had in mind when he created ants other than to give us some proverbs you know okay. that we could yeah, learn yeah, lessons yeah, from go, them yeah. if you're a sluggard especially but my right? gosh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sluggard. Go, go to the ant <laughs> you yeah. I, I have a lot of non-sluggard ants on my property uh, they're, but they're, that's they're, neither here nor there what did you do this weekend I, I did not spend a time... lot more fun than what I did <laughs> yeah
1: I mean I, I got a recliner so oh, I feel, here we go like uh, yes. my time lounging so
2: get <laughs> that Matt, uh, Matt's leveling up over here was, yeah. well while you're out
1: there working I'm in there relaxing
2: good for you now was this an honor Online purchase or no did you go in the this store was, and pick one out? Uh
1: the, the keishler Air Base. Uh we went on there in uh in Mississippi? In Mississippi.
2: My you father drove to an no, air no, base no, no, no. in no. my father. A a oh
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. So
0: So what, was it was it pre owned? No. Oh brand new. Okay. Brand well, new there was
2: a recliner dealership on an airbase. I'm yeah. really you really? I had no idea. Okay, it's enlighten us.
1: Uh, they had recliners <laughs> That's that's what, what I mean so Great So you about. didn't
2: go sit In the recliner Before you know No I got purchase. pictures
1: of it And I said That one looks great okay, So it. that's
2: a big move Because yeah. the purpose Of the recliner no, is I had him sit in it, He's it very particular. Okay Yeah okay. he so sat he in it, it Tried
1: it out for me you, guys Gary, Thank you for mattresses. doing that guys
2: That's always strange to me it, it When it you're is. laying on a mattress In a mattress store And, and then someone walks up And you're like Do you like it I'm like I don't know Turn to your left Right It's like How do you sleep at night It's none your business dude So it's I mean, it's, it's, it's personal. It's just weird. Well, you know? and they have
0: those ones that are like motorized and everything. And the guy we went in there because we have were looking nose? for one. No, 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 oh, no. Chad's no. fancy. Uh, yeah, he's got a sleep. He's making fun he's of like, my sleep over here. he's gonna... it like puts you like in <laughs> traction, like you're in a hospital and all this. Like it's weird, man. Wait, like, what? Yeah, yeah. They, the motor it like moves all around, and, like elevates here and lowers here and all this other stuff. It's crazy. Well, I got to tell you,
2: there's a, the mattress store right over there by the Verizon store. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy in there that works. His name's Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. So a couple years ago, when we needed a new mattress. Reggie's who you went to. He was awesome. Okay. Like, he helped Morgan and I like figure out which mattress to get. Okay. And he started asking like legitimate questions that I didn't even know factored into the type of mattress okay. that you would purchase. And so we went in two or three different times because we tend to make decisions in process. <laughs> <Right>. And so <laughs> eventually we we picked out the mattress. Well, you know, they do this whole like try it out for six months and then if you don't want it, we'll pick it up. Now, what they do what? with that mattress is I, a I mystery know. that yeah. will right, unpack right, right. You know, at yeah. some point down the road. You need to ask Reggie. I didn't have time for that So we're trying <laughs> to figure out What mattress we want So we buy this mattress You know first week or two You're trying to like You know figure out Is this the right mattress Right yeah. So I come home from work one day And I'm talking to Morgan And she's like By the way I stopped by In uh, the store today And Reggie and I Had a really good conversation About some of the challenges <laughs> I was like We need to invite Reggie Over for yeah, dinner yeah. Like uh, He was like this grandfather In there with his grandkids Playing and then helping us And so he became Like a family friend So if you need a Uncle mattress Reggie. Go see Uncle, Uncle Reggie yeah. Uncle yeah. Reggie And he and right. was awesome um, Even after the purchase. Okay. And so, yeah. The sword, but, East Chase by the Verizon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. recliners is kind of a similar purchase. You've yeah. got to make sure yeah. there's a certain comfort level. I, you're going to be sitting there a lot, Matt. I mean, you're going to be lazy. You're not going to be doing anything. <laughs> you're going to be enjoying this recliner. It's got to yeah, be comfortable. It was, well, hey, man, it was good. I, I, you know, it I was think very next comfortable. week we need to record the podcast in, my living in his living room so we can all try out this new recliner. I, yeah. think, it's, I think a field trip is in order. All right. I'm, I'm all about it. Jonathan. Let's figure that out. John's like, please, no. He's like, do you know the amount of equipment? <laughs> no. All right, what did you do this weekend? Uh, Matt wins so far.
0: Yeah, we, we went over to some friends of ours' house on uh, Wait, you, Saturday. Oh, no,
1: that you weren't out of town. Okay. Yeah, okay. and uh, back, from yeah, back, back, from, yeah, back uh,
0: okay. Ate dinner with them, but the, the real interesting interaction happened with me on Sunday afternoon at a Walmart with some firemen. So I, I will I will tell okay, the story. He wins. No, 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 not not quite yet. So I'm I'm at the Chantilly Walmart. I'm walking into the like home goods section. So mm-hmm. not the grocery store, but the other oh, entrance. Yeah. Absolutely, but not lawn and garden. So for the, where the one, towels, plates, correct.
2: paper. I think there's a
0: pharmacy right on yeah, the inside, all, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So I'm walking in, and I'm, I'm kind of near the doors, not quite you know, out of the lane yet. And turning by the lawn and garden section is a big fire truck. No lights on or anything. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I think they were coming there uh, to do, you know, that sometimes they do fundraisers yeah. or hangout. Yeah. And, yeah. and this would be confirmed later. That's what they were doing. Okay. So they turn, and I'm walking. I, I kind of see them. I'm like, I got plenty of time to get in. They turn, and they, Meh! Hawk the horn at me, just and I look up. To, I mean, it scares me to death. I look up and they are dying think, laughing. They thought it was the funniest thing on the face of the planet. They were just messing with me.
2: Man, I and, wish we could have this on video. Yeah, I mean, that but dude, awesome I like to <laughs> share
0: yeah. the podcast. So I, I, I kind of laughed. Oh, you got me. Walked in, I walked back out, and as I'm walking out, I look down to my right to you know cross the street. You know, this is 15, 20 minutes later, I see them all congregated outside doing their fundraising thing, and I think game on. So, I, <laughs> so I go get in my truck and I go drive alongside. <laughs> Him and I see the guy that was driving and he's got his he's kind of angled behind me. And so I <laughs> honk the horn to him and he jumped, turned around. I'm giving him finger guns and he starts laughing and, and we had a great interaction. So yeah. I'm glad he took it so well. Yeah. 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 So you know most little, people don't. A little, a little quid pro quo there. I it was like fun, that. yeah, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. The he exchange. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was uh it was it was pretty interesting. But dude, that horn was loud. A louder than, hon- than your trucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They yeah. like it hurt my ear. It was uh, but I I thought it was funny. So that's really cool. Firemen thank you. are awesome. If we have any random firemen that were in that. Thank you for, I for all, you do. You, for all you, you do, but yeah. also uh, I, up I appreciate for the up fun. With Chad. <laughs> Yeah, That's right, because <laughs> they they could very easily have not taken that very well. They could have so. Sprayed yeah. you down, the yep. big old water hose. But they were they were very nice. So anyway, but yeah, that was that was uh, it was a good weekend, and we had a great weekend here at Vaughn Forest as we kind of wrapped up our series Broken Crown, <clears> and uh, it was Palm Sunday, which. Um, it's always interesting, you know. I, I Facebook memories pop up, and and you see Palm Sunday memories from a few years ago. Do you remember when you had the kids do the uh, the drawing of Palm Sunday?
2: I absolutely. And remember uh, that. and
0: they sent it in leading up to that.
2: Was it was, it was it we announced it on Palm Sunday no. or announced okay. it on Easter? So it was twenty twenty. Yeah. we're doing yeah, yeah. online services <laughs> yeah. only, and on Palm Sunday I threw out like, hey, let's have a contest. Right, who can make it the most creative? And I remember saying, you don't have to be you know a great artist. You know, I want right. to see creative. And, and then send them in or email them to us, scan it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on Easter, I'm going to announce the winner. Yeah. And, man, we got it so was awesome. many. It was I, yeah. so great. I put I a couple of them in And there. I remember days back then were moving by very slowly. <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It was awesome yeah. to kind of get to look. And then we, we were doing the, the uh, daily devotion on Facebook. Right. So we kind of hype it up even yep, more. Yeah. So by the time we got to Easter, we had so many kids. And if I remember correctly, it was one of the Jones girls Kimberly that Jones won. Jones yeah, yeah. won. Yeah, she won. She did. That and, was so much fun. And
0: I think at the time we, were, we gave away a Chromebook. Because so many kids were doing online school, what we which is book. why we couldn't win. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: That was fun. But but I, it Good was memory. funny because
0: that memory popped up. You know, in a season that was kind of a rough season mm-hmm. and not a lot of great memories. That was a that really was fun, yeah. fun one to see all the fun. kids be creative. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but it was Palm Sunday, and I really enjoyed uh, your message. How you kind of connected Palm Sunday into King Jesus, and, and and we'll dive into that a little bit more. But one of the things you said at the beginning of your message was that the point of the Old Testament kings was to point us to King Jesus. And so I want to unpack that a little bit because, like, when I look at the Old Testament kings, like, the vast majority of them were not good Dudes, like it says, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So, help me understand how they point to King Jesus.
2: Yeah. So let's have a review of our Old Testament covenants. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) Matt, you're not supposed to protest reviewing Old Testament covenants. All right. So, you know, I'm not going to name all of them. Let's just hit the big ones. Okay. So we have the Abrahamic covenant, right? So let's have a little quiz, Sunday school quiz. Do we remember what the Abrahamic covenant? What did God promise Abraham he would do?
0: That he would make Mm -hmm. his descendants like the stars in the sky? There you go.
2: Bing, bing, bing. All right, Chad's up. One one nil. (laughs) Soccer, one nil. All right, so, yes. We can tie here? You (laughs) know, when you're looking at all of the covenants, there are going to be some similarities. Blessing, uh, people, place, land. So you've got it with Abraham, and then you get to the Mosaic Covenant. And so that one is centering... Mostly around the land, right. so they, you know, God is now giving them the Promised Land. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's other covenants throughout the Old Testament, but the three big ones are the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and the Davidic covenant. So in Second Samuel chapter seven, God establishes a covenant with David, right. and the covenant He establishes with David is that your line will endure forever. And if you read 2nd Samuel chapter 7 about halfway through the chapter you begin to realize we're talking about Jesus. Mm. You know, so it's this idea that from your line we're going to ultimately get to to Jesus, one okay. who will reign over all. And and the language that's being used there is language that, that is indicative of a king. So David being established as the king is to get us to King Jesus. The entire point of all of the Old Testament kings that you mention is to actually remind us of God's goodness and faithfulness to his covenant. Okay. That in spite of what these individuals did, God was faithful to keep his oh, word. I see. Mm. God's word okay. and God's covenant towards David was <laughs> never contingent upon the behavior of a king. In fact, it's their very behavior that reminds us of God's faithfulness. Mm. That even in the midst of their disobedience, God was not going to abandon his own word mm. and his own promise that he had made. It's another reminder for us that God is faithful when we are faithless. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Even David, not perfect, yeah, yeah absolutely you know, faithless. And so, yes, when I say the point of the Old Testament kings was to get us to King Jesus, what I'm saying there is in Jesus we find the fulfillment of this covenant through his kingship, ultimately King of kings and Lord of lords. Yeah, yeah. a reign that will never end. That's right. Yeah, that's good. All
1: right, so, you know, context of Palm Sunday. You said that it happens in uh, John 11 where Jesus raises Lazarus. Help me understand how Palm Sunday and Jesus Raising Lazarus,
2: how those two stories go together. It's just building. You know, so there's a little bit of momentum that's building, you know, the last few months of Jesus's public ministry, mm-hmm. ultimately towards the Passion Week. And mm-hmm. so the series of events that's leading up to this, I mean, that miracle being performed when it was yeah, okay, and the that's timeline a- that we're getting to is really now— what creates this tipping point where we're now at a different place. Yeah. It, 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 it's different now, right. you know? And so you kind of try to find some corollaries in, in society and culture, and they all break down at some yeah. point. And so at some point you're sure. like, yeah, I don't really think that's what we're talking about here. Right. But we're all familiar with the idea of like something gaining momentum, mm-hmm. something becoming, It was it was, was kind of known here, and then it kind of, started to swell beyond, you know, the Asbury revival might be a good one in recent memory. So Mm -hmm. it's happening. Certainly everybody there knows. And then the next week, a few more people know. And the next week, a few more And then there's a tipping point where everybody knows. Where now I say Asbury revival and people know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's kind of that idea. This is just building and it's building and it's building. And the events of John chapter 11 in many ways set up Palm Sunday, where as opposed to if we don't fully understand what's happening in John chapter 11, we can read Palm Sunday and we can still see, oh, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But it does leave a lot to question. Like, (laughs) how is it that all of these people are there? And why is it that it felt like that they knew right away to grab palm branches and put them down? (laughs) It's like, well, when you see that for six days, they had been asking, is he going to show now? It starts to make sense as opposed to just reading the story by itself. There's a lot of gaps as to, well, how did a day like that come together so quickly? Right, mm-hmm. And then you study John chapter 11, like, oh, it had been building for quite a while.
0: Yeah. So so would you say it's, it's the timing of it? Like, that's one of the things that makes it such a tipping point? Because, you know, Jesus had performed these other miracles. He had raised folks from the dead. He had done, you know, the feeding the 5,000, the healing and all, all those kinds of things. What was it that made this such a tip point would you say it was the time year
2: location what what was it I would say probably three things come to mind there okay. might be 30 more but sure. you know three <laughs> things come to mind initially three. so yeah. yes it is the timing of it's close to passover two it's the timing of being <clears throat> in this for 3 years mm-hmm. okay so you know the longer you do something the more credibility you gain So, you know, Jesus has now been doing this for three years. And so this is, you know, it's not like it's his second week. You know, when he turned water into wine at at his first miracle, how many people even knew that had happened? This is miracle one. By the time you're three years in, so there's that. The third thing is while Jesus, you know, Jairus' daughter, there's other incidents that we can look at and say, well, that person was dead and then they were alive again. Uh, With Lazarus, it is different because for the skeptic, Jesus waited four days before he raised Lazarus from the dead.
0: It didn't just happen because
2: you weren't officially declared dead until you had been dead on day four. Yeah, I remember. I mean, they're not using medical equipment like we are, right? So somebody wasn't dead until they had been dead for four days, and so for the first three days, like maybe (laughs) they were just in a deep sleep, maybe they They were in a coma, maybe that you know they they didn't know, yeah, and so. The point I'm making there is, from the perspective of a skeptic, the other times that Jesus had raised somebody from the dead, they might have been able to put forth an evidential argument to say, well, we're not so sure. Sure, right. But day four? Yeah. There's no—now, that to me is what created the tipping point for a lot of skeptics to go, now I want to be a believer. And I didn't have time to go into all of that in the message, but the fact that he waited— and it's actually why Mary and Martha get get after him when he finally right. shows up. Like, yeah. why did you wait? Because yeah. in their mind, they know all hope is gone. We're at day four. Yeah. Right? They didn't even realize what uh, Jesus was yeah. capable of doing. Yeah. But he's purposefully waiting so that everybody will know it was a legit miracle. Yeah. And so when you put all three of those things together, time of Passover, he'd been doing this for three years, and he waited till day four. Yeah, that's going to start to factor into a lot of the momentum that's building.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really, it's another example, uh, Christy and I were talking about this, of Jesus laying his life. Like, he knew this was going to start into sequence the events of, you know, Holy Week and and his eventual crucifixion and and death and resurrection. And it shows, again, the love of Jesus. Like, he knows where this path ends, Mm -hmm. and he's once again laying down his life for those that he loves. I I thought that was really interesting in the story. Yeah, Yeah,
2: he is being faithful to do the will of the Father. Right. And then we fast forward to the Garden of Gethsemane, and even then, he's praying, if there's any other way, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But not my will, but your will be done. He is going to be obedient to the will of the Father, but Jesus was still suffering in his obedience, which is a great lesson for all of us, Right? that you can suffer in your obedience. Mm -hmm. And we see that modeled so perfectly by Jesus in the Garden, that yes, he knows every step I take is getting me closer and Mm -hmm. closer to this, but even... Up until the night before, he's still, yeah. if there's yeah. any other way, yeah. this was not an easy path to take, clearly. Right.
0: Yeah, right. And, and, and again, it shows us the, the truth of, like, he is able to identify with us in all that we go through. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you know, we're talking about the tipping points converging on Passover. So, let's unpack Passover, why it was and still is important to the Jewish culture um, and people, and, and what does that mean for us as Christians today? I think it's a fascinating
2: part of scripture. So, okay. always remember that for the for the and we're going to get into this a little bit in our Sermon on the Mount teaching series okay. that for the Hebrew people, the Exodus was the event. Yeah. Right. It was the yeah. event. Now, I mean, you could say the building of the temple, the establishing yeah. of the king, the return of the exile. There's a lot of things that happen in their history, yeah. but for but most that that's the event. Hmm. So, what's happening when the Hebrew people are enslaved? Well, it actually started off as a way for them to survive. You know, Joseph mm-hmm. brings his family into Egypt because mm-hmm. of the famine. We, we've talked about this before, but when, you know, when Jacob died, the Pharaoh authorized the Egyptian army to lead the procession of taking his body back into Israel. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we had footage of that and could watch what had happened, yeah. I mean, When the Queen of England passed away, you know, the whole country shut down and Mm -hmm. it would have been that type of event. So the Egyptians and the Hebrew people had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And then as as you read through the course of time, Scripture says, and then a Pharaoh came who knew not of Joseph. There was no relationship there with Joseph. The Hebrew people have now built up into a very large number. He's Mm -hmm. feeling threatened by them. So he begins to enslave them. Right. Yeah. And this is, you know, we're telling the story of, of the Bible now, but where I'm going with all this Is the Pharaoh that is in charge when God sends Moses to say, hey, you know, it's time to let my people go, and he refuses? Mm -hmm. He viewed himself as the deity on earth. It's Hmm. always important to remember that in this story that in that pagan belief system, he was, and whether he would have used the same terminology or not, as close to a God as there was. Right. Mm-hmm. So the plagues that God is inflicting upon Egypt are nothing more to be fully clear, I am the one true God. Mm-hmm. We look at the plagues through the lens of destruction. Mm-hmm. I think a way of looking at them might be as a means of grace to actually show people this is a false God and I'm the to true cor- God. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. to correct and them. there are people who, through those, said, yeah, like, your God, yeah, only yeah. Yeah. a God Got could do the only the right. Yahweh God could do this. Well, eventually it gets to a point where after nine of these plagues, He still won't concede and and let God's people go. That God says, "I'm going to send a death angel." Mm-hmm. Now we could do it a whole podcast on yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. A death angel, yeah. Yeah. okay. And so God tells Moses very clearly, here's what you need to tell everybody. You need to sacrifice the lamb. You need to spread the blood over the top of the doorpost and on the left and the right doorpost. And the death angel will pass over all of the households that have that marking. But the firstborn of every household will die without that marking. Mm-hmm. So on that night, the firstborn of every household that did not have that blood covering died, including Pharaoh's son, mm-hmm. which is what ultimately gets him to say, "Just leave." So they leave at night because it's it's so. He's, yep. and, and then he changes his mind uh-huh. and he starts chasing them right, right, right. down. <clears throat> but but this passing over of the death angel is yeah. where we get the term Passover. Okay, right? that there was a Passover that occurred, and the symbolism is incredible. I mean, it's the shedding of the blood of a lamb that allows the death angel to pass over, and obviously we know it's the shedding of the blood of the lamb of God, Jesus, that allows the death of our, uh, we've talked about this before, that when you read the word death, it's an eternal separation, that Mm -hmm. that type of death will not occur for those of us who've been covered by the blood of Jesus, that we get to be united with God for all eternity in heaven. And so the Passover, while significant, on its own and can certainly stand on its own yeah. is still one of those things that is pointing us to Jesus yeah, ultimately yeah. is the okay. ultimate fulfillment of the Passover but for the Hebrew people up until that point this, this was their the, biggest celebration yeah. and for many Hebrews Jews who become Christians now messianic you know mm-hmm. Jews yeah. that they will celebrate the Passover in light of the fulfillment of the Passover right. in and through Jesus Christ oh, but cool. yeah the the symbolism of all of this is uh, phenomenal, and we haven't even talked about the Lord's Supper, right? Yeah. You know, where they're yeah. actually sitting down to commemorate the <clears throat> Passover, and Jesus is using the bread and Jesus is using the wine to obviously talk about himself. And yep. they didn't yeah. make that connection uh-huh. then, but all of this is God orchestrating events by his sovereign hand to clearly get us to Jesus. But yes, the event in the Old Testament is a very big deal, and this is why. Tens yeah. of thousands of people have descended upon Jerusalem. Right, and
0: this is why we call Jesus the Lamb of God, right. because yeah. because of the blood sacrifice that, w- that was made during the Passover. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> shifting gears a little bit, you said that the uh, the Pharisees started a hashtag uh, "Have you seen Jesus?" <laughs> campaign. They were they were going on the the Pharisees' social media. Have you seen Jesus? So <laughs> where's uh, this man at? That's it went right. Viral. <laughs> yeah. So help help me understand a little bit. Like, what did you mean by that? Why did they do that?
2: Well, they're going to kill him. Yeah, okay. I mean, they so, were offering bribes and money yeah. and everything else. You got to realize that that the Pharisees, and again, the, the Bible show that I referenced does a really good job of showing this, mm-hmm. um, they are corrupt with the Roman authorities. Like, they're getting paid under the table. Oh, okay. They're cooperating with the outside forces that have come in because everybody's goal that's in real time on the ground, whether it's Herod, you know, mm-hmm. Pontius Pilate, the chief priest, is to keep the peace. Yeah, because the last thing you want knocking at your door is the Roman army. Right. right, Okay. So everybody is working together to keep the peace, and so in their mind, Jesus is another insurrectionist. He's just here to stir these people up. They're going to try to rebel. They want to overthrow the Roman government. They want to reestablish leadership at the temple. And the Pharisees are going, no, 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 no. None of us want to do that while living in their posh homes. Okay, because they're getting paid under the table. What's interesting about that is we know Nicodemus. He's kind of figuring out, "Eh, I don't know if I want to be connected with this group. Joseph of Arimathea is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. So it's Joseph of Arimathea who says, let me have the body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because Joseph of Arimathea was probably the only guy that could have taken possession of Jesus's body that would have protected it from any type of, you know, anything. Right. Right. 'Cause he's a respected Pharisee. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's a respected Pharisee who has secretly become a follower of Jesus. Yeah. So the leadership of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is mm-hmm. in cahoots with the Roman authorities, and yet you've got some guys, it's almost like the underground church in China. Yeah. Like they're believers, <clears throat> mm-hmm. they just can't let everybody know. And right. yet we see in scripture that that they eventually are open about that we see in the book of acts one of the greatest miracles is that many of the pharisees did become followers of jesus later after the day of pentecost not all of them but some of them did but um oh yeah at this point they're going to do whatever they have to do to get rid of jesus and so they need people on the ground who are feeding them information that they can pay Mm -hmm. and then they can you know quietly arrest him and quietly put him to death and hopefully this doesn't blow up in their face and so right, at yeah. that point in the story that's what they're hoping they could do okay. now obviously it kept building right <laughs> yeah. and it right, gets right, right. to a place where none of this is going to happen in the dark it's all going right. to be public for everybody to see so
0: the events of palm sunday were like the last thing well, they wanted to see have happen. this right palms
1: mean like military <laughs> support and like and then hosanna was like something that they were saying like hey we
2: we want you to help us come save us yeah so, so someone asked me about that in the lobby you know unbra- unpack the palm branches yeah. symbolism yeah. and And I said you know to be fair there's enough evidence to show both yeah so okay. there's enough evidence historically to show that mm-hmm. the waving of the palm branches was all political yeah like there was nothing spiritual about it at all right but then you also have some evidence that says and yet there were, were. some spiritual symbolism there with like laying it out for like mm-hmm. royalty to walk over yeah and so it's one of those things where it's it truly is a little ambiguous, and it's kind of in the eyes of the beholder. And my guess is that on that day, there were people doing it for both Both. reasons. Yeah, Yeah. There were some sincere people who believed Jesus as the Messiah, and there were some people who wanted to see Jesus start this great political uprising Mm -hmm. and insurrection to free them from the rule of the Romans. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, you were telling us, uh, Scripture uh, tells us that Jesus stopped for six days. He made that pit stop. And you said it was a pretty big deal.
2: So uh, let's unpack that. Why was that pit stop such a big deal? I think it's a big deal because he got a dinner in his honor. Ah, okay. So mm. that's, that. Didn't, I mean, where else do we read? And Jesus yeah. received a dinner in his honor. Right. Jesus is the one serving everybody else, yeah. breaking bread and fish, washing people's feet. Mm-hmm. But on this night, there was a dinner in his honor. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that our Jesus got to have a dinner in his honor mm-hmm before he went to the cross. Mm-hmm. I just like that. And I like that it drug out for a while. Yeah. And I like that it was a time of refreshment and replenishment. And we know that Jesus enjoyed friendship. Yeah. We know that Jesus enjoyed relationships. Right. And so um, I just like that. Mm-hmm. I like that on the way to the events of the Passion Week, Jesus took some time out with his <laughs> right. friends. Yeah, And he received honor for doing that. I yeah. just think it's a really great part of the story that— Sometimes in Scripture, I think these are the part of the Bible that, that yes, we know the big story of the Bible, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, I love every part of the Bible and try to immerse myself in it. But I gravitate when I'm reading Scripture towards things that are there that if they weren't there, it wouldn't have affected the outcome one way or the other. Right. right. And I go, well, why is that there? There's a there for a reason. Why? 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 Okay mm-hmm. and I just I take that prayer and I think about it and I meditate on it and I yeah. I try to just because the whole our salvation's purchased whether Jesus stops there for 6 days or not uh, right, <laughs> right, right, right right yes but he did right and yes. I just love that <laughs> and I love the fact that the only part we get of it is is Mary you know anointing his feet mm-hmm. and a little bit of insight into who I mean, Judas really yeah, is and right. so it's just when you you know the narrative of God's word, when you read it and you just try to take yourself there and go, man, you know what would that have been like? I just think it's a, I think it's a really cool part of the story where it's almost like the calm before the storm.
1: Yeah, yeah. You right. Know,
2: it's about to be on, and right. before yeah. that, at least there's going to be six days of a reprieve. And yeah. I like that that's in the story. <clears throat> yeah. so,
0: so diving into the storm a little bit. So
2: <clears throat> you show some clips from the Bible series. Is yeah. that what it was?
0: Yeah. Uh, which I, I've seen some of that. It's fantastic. Really, really well done. I think it was done. Was it Mark Burnett, the same guy that did Survivor? He, that's exactly right. Yeah. I did. It. So yeah. he he did a fantastic job. That, yeah. yeah, so good job, <clears throat> Dad. Yeah, there we go. I I liked the clips that you showed because I felt it really you know showed kind of that mass hysteria that was happening. And you made mention uh, there was some significance to Jesus riding in on a donkey uh, that that kind of connected
2: to royalty. Can you can you unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, I mean it's hard for us to correlate in our modern day society and. You know, this isn't like a verse taken from the Bible. So you know, you can't chapter and verse this, but again we there's extra biblical sources, extra biblical means outside of scripture that would show this. And then we can see this in God's word as well, that in some cases donkeys were associated with royalty. Okay. I mean, it's like, you know, Air Force One versus Southwest. I mean, it's a little <laughs> different, you know? And I love Southwest. I mean, that's the that's the airline I fly, sure. you know, as much as I can, because I got a lot of points that I've built up with Southwest over the years, and but, I enjoy, you but know? But if you had gold membership with Air Force One, you'd probably But let's be it. honest. Southwest, is like, it's like a cattle call when it's time to get right. on the plane. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, yeah. no assigned seats. Yeah. They'll let <laughs> you fly the plane sometimes. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of, what you, know, you it's an adventure when you fly Southwest. <laughs> Halfway through, you got to get out and push. yeah. 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 Now, you know, you're going to ride on Air Force One. That's a different deal. Yeah, you know, Some of y'all fancy listening to this podcast. Y'all fly, you know, fly first class. You know, I'm just saying right. we understand that. Sure. Well, think about that society. Okay. You know, so if you're on a donkey, it's kind of it communicating something. something. Right. And so, yeah, when Jesus is riding a donkey, that Old Testament prophetic Scripture had to come to pass, right? So Jesus, it says he 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 found one. <laughs> I love it. Hey, there's one. hey, Bob, I need your donkey. So right, right, it's like right. you know he gets that on one, the donkey. Right there. So right. it, it's fulfilling the scripture, and it's also incredible symbolism, right? That he's riding into that city, staring down the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and yeah. saying, "What are you going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on a donkey. I'll." That's why I love Palm Sunday so much. I love the fact that Jesus is like, "Yep, I'm the king." Now, a lot of people are seeing that to be like a political king, but this idea that there's a mystery. If you read God's word for what it says and you have the faith to believe it, there is no mystery. Right. Jesus is going out of his way to show us who he really is, and then it requires the faith on our part To believe him, to take him at his word. But yeah, Jesus is going everything that he could have done that day to say, I am the king. (laughs) Every little detail down to riding a donkey, he's doing it. Mic Mm -hmm. drop moment. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about Jesus saying he's king. You said that there's three responses that, I did this, three responses. (laughs) uh, to uh, Two of them being bad and one being good. Uh, The first uh, bad choice, first bad response is that we, as long as you um, answer, like the, you respond like, "Jesus you're king, as long as mm-hmm. you are." Um, why, why do you think that it's easy for us to, to gravitate to that one um, with the
2: exchange relationship as Jesus is king? Maybe because we weren't there that day.-hmm. Uh, maybe because we're believing all of this by faith. Mm-hmm. And Jesus actually talks about us. It's kind of cool. In the New Testament, he, does. he looks at someone and he says, "Hey, blessed are you because you see and you believe." But blessed more are those who choose to believe when they haven't seen. Right? Mm-hmm. That's us. Yeah. He's talking about us. So everything that we're talking about on Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just you know we're like, can you imagine having been there and all the mass yeah. hysteria? Well, we know what technology is now. Okay. I mean, if something happens in the world, we all hey. are immediately notified on our phone. Right. Okay. About every little thing. Yeah. Th- there's not an event that can happen in the world that somebody's not going to capture on their phone. Right. right. Some yeah, type yeah. of video. We're okay? all going to know. So when Jesus comes the second time, stop and think about what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus returns, every camera will capture it, mm-hmm. everybody will know. <laughs> There will be a no, there will not even be the option to go, yeah, I think he's king as long, long as. as yeah, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, yeah, that he is king of kings and lord of lords, so Matt did a good job on our podcast of talking about that that the mm-hmm. moment that yes. happens, you no longer have the option of choosing to believe through saving faith, mm. it's yeah, so. All the things we're talking about, Jesus, and, you know, could you imagine being there? It's like, like, like th- this going to happen again. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen again. He is going to return. That's just about the only thing that hasn't happened in Scripture yet. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of things that <clears throat> said have to happen. Right. They've all happened. Yeah. <laughs> He just hasn't returned yet. Now, somebody can make the argument, I don't know if the gospel has been advanced to the full ends of the earth. I've always kind of said, yeah, but you're putting a contingency on Jesus' return, and I'm not sure we're supposed to read that passage that way 100% accurately. So where does that leave us? Well, where it leaves us is, what are you allowing to shape your walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't as long as you fill in the blank mm-hmm. approach to your worship and submission to Jesus as king you've never made Jesus your king right you don't get to tell that's not how you that's not how kings work approach kings yeah, yeah. and he's a good king yeah who loves you and has what's best for you and mm-hmm. many times <clears throat> we miss what's best because we can't get past what we think is right. best and so the first step you have to do is just die to that mm-hmm. i think this is what's best -hmm. I'm going to ask you for it. But you know what? If that's not what you give me, that's okay because I'm going to trust that you have something better and you know more than I do. But yeah, we. we the idea that our worship of Jesus is dependent upon how He treats us or how He comes through for us—He has already come through for us right. on the cross, yes—and yeah. through defeating death through the resurrection. And I think that there are days, weeks, and seasons for all of us, if we're honest, mm-hmm. that that's where we're at. We, we we are worshiping Jesus with an "as long as you." I know mm-hmm. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've done it. And so when you recognize you've done it, you 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 know yeah. repent from it. All right, yeah. you know what. <laughs> That, that's not right. Yeah. It's not like we're going to get this right all the time, but, right. you know, you, you course correct. You realize, yeah. wait a second, my walk with the Lord right now is super contingent on what Jesus does for me. Right. I don't want that kind of walk right. with you, yeah. Lord, yeah. but we can all fall into <clears throat> that trap.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You're talking about everybody filming Jesus coming back. I'm just thinking that's a very different hashtag. Have you seen Jesus uh, campaign that'll be going <laughs> He's around? Very clear. He's there. Going around that day. That's right. So <laughs> the second response uh, you said also bad was that we can tend to make Jesus into who we want him to be instead of letting, you know, him speak for himself in Scripture. You know, so do you? I feel like there's an increasing amount of that happening today, and and sometimes I, I think it can come from a a good place of, like, wanting to love on others, even though maybe they're not doing what they're supposed to. So I guess my question is, like, what is our role as Christians when it comes to speaking truth versus loving those who are far from him?
2: Well, we have to do both, speak truth and love people who are far from him. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that's what I was talking about with with that point. Though. Okay, So mm-hmm. I think that people have things that they're super passionate about that they care about and they want to attach Jesus to it, to somehow legitimize it or oh, spiritualize right, it. Okay. And we see Republicans do it. We see Democrats do it. We see conservatives do it. We see liberals do it. Mm. We see Fox news do it. We see CNN do it. We see denominations that do this, do it. We see denominations that don't do this, do it. Oh, okay. So what people are doing there is they're taking whatever it is they care deeply about and they're, throwing Jesus into the mix, and now somehow that then becomes something that Jesus would want. Uh, and so you've pulled a few verses out of context, you've attached it. I mean, I'm not going to list out all the issues because people will drive their cars off the road, so sure. I'm not trying to upset anybody. <laughs> Don't do that. Sure, sure. But whatever social issue is being debated today in our country, you will find Christians on both sides of it. Right. Now, if, if a Christian is not on your side, you can't even understand what I just said. Because <laughs> you're like, how could they possibly be a Christ follower and see that issue differently? They do. Okay. And, and we're not unified by having the same perspective on these various issues. We're right, unified yeah. because of the salvation we've experienced in and through Jesus Christ. And then we can have differences of opinions on these different social issues. Now, I'm not talking about abortion. I think we have unpacked that enough here. Okay? Sure, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about a, a number of other things. And then Christians on both sides of those things will try to leverage Jesus to make the other side go and see you're not being spiritual. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. That's all I'm saying. I got you. If you want to see who Jesus is, read him for who he is in his word. And then you can be passionate about things you feel like God's called you to, mm-hmm. but don't feel like you have to use Jesus to legitimize your perspective. Mm-hmm. I got it. You know, a mature Christian says, hey, I feel very strongly about this. I feel very passionately about this. I would fight for this, but I understand there are Christ followers who see this differently, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna then play the Jesus card. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, so that's yeah, that what makes I'm trying to say. Yes, there. I, it, yeah. I don't necessarily think that that has anything to do with lost people. I think it's one of the reasons lost people look at us and shake their heads. Mm. <laughs> like you guys, I mean, y'all can't even get on the same page, yeah. you know. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. I think with people who are far from God, you know, they they just need to feel the acceptance and the love of Jesus from us. Yeah. Um, because I mean, what we believe is pretty strange from the perspective of the world. So there there, there are many, 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 many steps from considering what we believe. But in the meantime, we can be their friend and lovingly lead them to Jesus. I mean, Jesus never waited for somebody to buy into him as the Messiah before he loved them. Right. You know, he loved them right away. And in many ways, that's kind of what led them to that conclusion. I think we should take the same approach now with lost people. But with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ— you know, listen, let, let's all recognize that there might be a little bit of variety on different things. That's okay. Yeah. Be very careful to play the Jesus card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus you. has clearly said something in Scripture, play it. Yeah. But right. other than that, you yeah. know, right. you gotta got to just you. keep that. that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely does. Yeah. That yeah. makes total sense.
1: Well, lastly, you're, the correct response is that we can acknowledge that the power of Jesus' name and we can respond in worship. So my question is, how do we get to that place? Because uh, I would say, you know, there's a lot of people that want that, just have a hard time giving Jesus their throne in their life.
2: Well, it's certainly not going to be something that you emotionally feel like doing. Right. <clears throat> so we're such an overly emotional society, <laughs> you know. Um, I think it's as simple as taking God at his word and declaring that by faith. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. So what does it mean to recognize there's power in the name of Jesus? I'm facing this right now, Jesus, I believe you can do something about it, I'm going to declare that by faith,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then I'm going to get on with my day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes we can make, you know, you don't have to go on a weekend retreat, you mm-hmm. don't have to come to a worship service, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to meet with a pastor. Like, you can look at something, like, last week I found out something, I was like, eh, you know, that's not, uh, it's kind of a pain, it, it's not life altering, it's just kind of sure. like, eh, you mm-hmm. know, it's just life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do about that? And then I immediately went, oh, I just need to talk to Jesus about that. Yeah. And so I did. Yeah. And I'm asking Jesus now to help me take care of that. Yeah. And I'm acknowledging that there's power in his name. I'm acknowledging, hey, you can take care of this. Mm-hmm. You can help me with this, whether you do or not. I mean, I'm walking with you either way, Lord. Right. But I'm at least going to acknowledge you yeah. can do something about this. Mm. Um, You know, you may be facing financial hardship. You know, if I just had 500 more dollars, like, I think I could figure this out. Well, ask Jesus for 500 (laughs) more dollars. Really? I can do that? Absolutely. It's up to him to determine whether or not he gives it to you. But listen, your role is to ask. Mm -hmm. He can't ask for you. I can't ask for you. But Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Mm -hmm. When you find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do or you don't know where to turn or you don't know... That is where you remind you there's power in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. your kid is in a season right now where they're choosing the wrong friends and you keep trying to talk to them about it mm-hmm. and you're not getting anywhere you begin to pray power in the name of Jesus over your kid and over their friends yeah in the name of Jesus I need you to just disrupt that friendship Jesus <laughs> in the name of Jesus Get I all need, up in, I, it. <laughs> in the name of Jesus I need my child to recognize what happens right. when he makes friends or she makes friends with bad friends and then your child comes home three days later booing because one of those friends you know lied about him answered prayer. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what yeah. so I'm saying? Like yeah. there's every day the, the power in the name of Jesus isn't just when we worship right. together on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're facing right now. You know, Morgan and I were talking about this yeah. the other night. Like we we were talking about a a situation and we were talking about like we're not really sure like, you know, what what, you know, we should do about this. And I said well, you never know, like Jesus might just decide to do, and I kind of said something and Morgan goes, that's right, he might. So you're always just right. leaving yeah. room yeah. for yeah. Jesus to yeah. do what only Jesus can do. Right. And sometimes we are speaking into existence things that haven't even allowed fate to enter the equation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You won't live that way if you don't believe there's power in the name of Jesus. Right. Right. If you believe there's power in the name of Jesus, then you'll talk to him about a lot of different things going on in your life. In fact, let me challenge everybody listening right now. I want to challenge you this week to ask Jesus to bless you. Just ask him to bless you. Mm. Jesus, would you bless me in a tangible way this week? And just see what he does. And if he doesn't bless you this week, keep asking him. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't bless you next week, keep asking. But when you receive that blessing, and you'll know when you do, blessings show up in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. It might be through a word of encouragement. It might be through a financial blessing. It might be through a promotion. It might be through breakthrough in a particular area of your life. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Like celebrate the goodness of Jesus. And so. Most Christians are like, I can ask Jesus to bless me? Absolutely. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. But but if you don't believe there's power in the name of Jesus, you're yeah. not going to live that way. Right. right.
1: Well, I need delights to do that, too. Like, Right. Yes. He loves yeah. to do it's, that. it's not a it's not a bad thing for me to
0: want to bless my children. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Well, he's just asking you to come to him. So, they're right. like, yeah. That's good. Well, gentlemen, this has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed this series, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. So can we stop for a moment and talk about Easter Sunday here at Vaughn Forest Ooh, yeah. Church? What all we got going on?
2: It's Easter. It's, Easter. <laughs> it's Easter. He's Easter. risen. That's right. Get here early. Park as far away from the campus as the legs the good Lord gave you will take you. And um, <laughs> there's you, a lot of driveways and wind lakes.
0: So they so, said, "No, uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't do don't that. Don't
2: do that." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's you know, let's try to leave some parking closer to the building yeah. available for our guests because there will be a lot of them on our campus and. We're kind of gearing up for that. Um, right. You know, the the worship service, you know, we're going to worship Jesus we like are. we do every week. We're going to teach the Bible like we do every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to have pyrotechnics and water slides. I mean, it's not going to be any different than a typical worship service. We celebrate the resurrection year-round. That's right. Um, yeah. But we are obviously going to draw special attention to it because it is Easter. It's right. something that we're going to do. And um, I'm just praying that a lot of people meet Jesus. Um the best way that people meet Jesus is through a friend who knows Jesus. It's not through listening to a sermon as mm-hmm. much as we, you know, want people to believe that is. It's not. It's through a relationship they've formed <laughs> right, with somebody. Right. The number one reason people don't go to church is no one's ever asked them. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to go to a church that you don't know anybody. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, don't take for granted that the people in your life already have plans this Sunday. Uh, They may have thought about doing something, but if you ask them, that might be their tipping point where they're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll go, you know, why not? It's Easter. Let's go. So, yeah, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be a good Sunday. We're going to have, I think, you know, y'all know more about the photo booths and different things yep, like that. Yeah,
0: three great photo booths. It's going to it's going to be a lot of folks out there, volunteer uh, volunteers, volunteers helping take pictures and all kinds of stuff. And so it'll be a real fun environment. Yeah, out I, there, I yeah. think,
2: you know, I, I, I cracked a joke about it at 930. I can't remember if I did it at 11 o'clock or not. But especially here in the south, um, I do think we have to be a little sensitive to, uh, Yeah, yes, you're going to have photo boots, and like, yeah, my kids probably won't wear hoodies this Sunday. But, you know, you don't have to dress up to come to church. No, right. absolutely you know, not. you may have some friends that maybe they don't want to come to church because they don't have their, quote-unquote, Easter best. Uh, well, dress right. down so they don't feel out of place, yeah. you know? We just ask that you wear something. you know. We don't care what you wear, but like we have to sometimes be careful about that, that, that we can give off the impression that at least unless your kids have brand new Easter dresses and your little girls have little bows and your boys have these smock things or whatever it is, yeah. that you can't go to church on Easter. Right. Like, right. what are we talking about? No, you can come to church dressed in anything on right. Easter <laughs> right. and then get a family photo and enjoy it. But, but uh, there's a lot of things sometimes the enemy will use yeah. anything he can to keep people from coming to church right. on Easter. Her. Well, right. they didn't have the dress in my daughter's size. Well, put her in some jeans and a t-shirt. Let her go enjoy right. the kids' ministry, yeah. and you listen with your friend who needs to hear about Jesus. Yeah. I think sometimes as a pastor, yeah. I just need to give people permission to go, <laughs> hey, it's okay. You know? yeah, right, it doesn't right, have right. to be perfect. You yeah, know? absolutely. If, if you look back right. one day and go, that was the year that Timmy's shirt was on backwards. That's kind of fun. Yeah. You know? I
1: mean, so I mean, my okay. shirt's on backwards half the time <laughs> it's, anyway. It is, yeah, that's it's right. cool
2: because you're a worship pastor. Uh, yeah.
1: Think, think know about, about
0: any kids' performance you've ever seen. What do you remember? The
2: one kid that wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. You know, so, so, and don't, that
1: was me uh, I feel
2: like you have to wear your Easter best <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely yeah. So, yeah, Come as you are Come as you are and let us um have a great celebration No,
0: it's going to be a great Sunday yeah. and So that's at 9.30 and 11 a.m. here on campus If mm-hmm. for some reason you're sick, traveling Hope you're not having to travel on Easter But if you are, you can always join your Vaughn Forest family online at vaughnforest.com It is
2: fun to get to meet people who join us online every week yeah. um, So I met someone on Sunday Um, She's the Mm. mom of a family That attends here And she lives in another state And Mm -hmm. she literally said I'm online every single week I met her too Because they introduced her to me And she goes Oh I see you online Every single week And this is my first time Being on campus (laughs) And I just want to, I mean, and, and she was so fired up yeah. to be here on our campus. That's and so, so cool. You know, those of you Dang who it, have family members who, <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know, join us online every week, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so we love that. Yeah. And um, anytime they come to visit you in town and they come on our campus and they introduce themselves to yeah. us, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Oh, my god. You gosh. know, kind of enjoy yeah. that. So yeah. that was kind of a special blessing on Sunday. So we'll still have everything rolling online as yep. well, because we yep. do know Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many states now it is, but we've got people that join us from a lot of places, yeah, and what a blessing. And, yeah. you know, the team that does that every week, you know, Mission what a ministry. Control. What a ministry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're allowing the good news of the gospel message to, to get out into lots right. of places that— you know, five years ago, we didn't necessarily think we'd be getting the gospel message yeah, too. Right. So it's yeah, kind of an exciting right. part of what God's doing as well. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a
0: great Sunday. And again, like you said, uh, this is such a time of year where folks are open to invitations, more likely to come to church any other time. And so, yeah, make those invitations, bring those friends and family. It's going to be a great Sunday. And I think that's going to wrap it up for us today here on the Other Six Podcast. So gentlemen, it was a great one. On behalf mm-hmm. of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy, Jonathan, and myself, we appreciate you tuning in and we will catch you guys
1: next time.